Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. July 22nd, 2022, we're back. It's online. Everybody's spread out. It's kind of nice. You know, it's bringing back some old memes. It's episode 120. It's National Mango Day. It's July 22nd, which to me starts to feel like kind of... When we start approaching August, I get mm. a little sad. I don't know if it's just me. I think Alex is maybe on the same page. I completely agree with you. Um, as soon as you start... Like, first of all, July went by so quick. I thought we were still in June um yeah. went by quick and especially when you get into the 20s of july you're like uh only a month left like what is this even worth right so yeah it just kind of plays into how we've talked about august it isn't that great of a month no it's, it's not at all one of the worst i would say because you're so built up on what june was what july was and then right around now you're like yeah it's all uh, it's all coming crashing down. I think Owen's on the same wavelength too. Yeah, I think I don't know what it was, but literally, I think when did it hit you, Phil? Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday yeah, it and was, this morning. Yeah. No, it was last night for me. It was like so odd, but like it hit me so strong. I was like, wow, like maybe a stampede. I feel like mm. stampede's like a you have something to look forward to. Like you know, stampede is like middle of summer, so if you're not at stampede yet, either you still got a lot of summer left. But after Stampede, it's like now it's just we're on the downhill. And so I was playing basketball yesterday, and I was like, wow, it's like almost August. Like, this is insane. Huh. So, yeah, I, mean, I, was pretty dep- I was pretty sad. July <laughs> has July moved at an incredible pace. I, I blink Unbelievable. we're here. Yeah, same both pace. So disheartening. Adam, I, I would imagine you're probably on the same page. Yeah, um, I mean, kind of, but... I'm kind of a fan of August. Like, it's still summer. I'd rather it be August than it be September, October, November, December, January, February, March, oh. April. Bar. Okay, so. now the ABC. Oh, April, 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 April. <laughs> April. Chill out on April there. Yeah, yeah, chill out on April. No, no, no. Not April's chilling. a top-tier month. April was my bottom month, so. What? Just saying. Adam. This We're is still one of the worst that. takes you've ever dropped on this show. But um, shout out Owen for saying Usain Bolt pace because it's the World Athletics like championships right now. I'm pretty sure yeah, men's 200 meters right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad's been locked in. That and Euro 2022 women's, it's uh-huh. 24-7 on in my house, and my yeah. dad is locked in. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. There were two Algerians in the 800-meter final. I don't know how they did, but... um. I was refing a big soccer game today, and he said, not come, and I got to watch the 800. (laughs) (laughs) The homeland, big race. I actually was wearing my England soccer top because it's been very hot the other day, and they're very, like, breathable shirts, right? And I was walking around in a mall, and a guy said, big game today to me. And I was like... Uh, and then I came to find out it was England women's FIFA 2022. I was absolutely flabbergasted. Some guy commented, yeah, big game today. I was like, not wearing this for the team, but just convenience. They won, uh, so. It was because I wore the shirt, probably. Yeah, they scored an extra time, and there was a guy waving an Algerian flag, and my dad made sure to point it out, too. <laughs> no. 
Good for him. Yeah, it's about representation. That's yeah, what yeah. counts. We are uh, right around the corner from training camp. I spoke to a guy on uh, Friday, big football fan, and he said he was all ready for Monday. He had his <laughs> alarm set at 7 o'clock for NFL Network Inside Training Camp Live, the return. He's just ready to grind out a whole day watching NFL Network go coast-to-coast coverage on training camp. When we get to this time of year, the true crazies come out. We got to work on securing Grant for the pod because, holy cow, that is a football man. Um, But the big news of the week for the NFL is Kyler Murray. He's uh, back with the Arizona Cardinals. He really held their feet to the fire on this one. And now he's in the desert through 2028. It's a $230 million deal. It pays him $46.1 million a year. That's the second highest average annual value. If you were wondering about average annual value, it goes now like this. Rodgers makes 50. Kyler Murray makes 46.1. I wonder, I mean, it's such coincidence that he just snuck in at 46.1 over 46 to Sean Watson. Mahomes at 45, Josh Allen 43, Carr, Stafford, and Prescott all at 40. That's the average annual values, if you were wondering. So second highest paid QB in the league. I bet Owen was loving that one. I mean, yeah, it was. I think he kind of had him over a barrel. So, I mean, whether he's this should be the second highest paid, it's like, you know, he could always go to the A's and make like probably $200 because he's so good at baseball. So you generally have a choice. Either you pay him whatever he wants or like he's going to go probably just be the starting shortstop for Oakland. So, you know, he had him over barrel for sure. Yeah, he really locked him down. Uh, he yeah. got any takes. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> he's second highest paid player in the NFL, but he's nowhere near like the second best player in the NFL. Um, I don't think – I think the drama <laughs> and all that stuff and – all the things I've heard over the season, this past season of him not being a great teammate, obviously I don't think warrant that much money of him, you know, being paid. Um, and I don't think he's going to earn that money over the course of the contract. I think it's going to be a bad contract over the next few years. Um, and he just won't live up to it because I don't think he's that great of a player. He's not that great of a leader. So, um, but like Owen said, it's one of those contracts that, you know, you have to do it. You don't really get a choice because um, you can't just move off him. Um, he is still one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. You built your team around him. Um, but that's kind of the way sports go. You sometimes don't have a choice. You just have to pay your guys. Do you think he's going to talk in the locker room now at halftime? No. I was going to stay with all this money. He can buy it like a really nice pose, like a set of bows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He can really, really lock in for the like second Like break the half. bank a little bit. Yeah. You think that's huh. in the contract, Adam? Like you have to talk in the locker room? I'd hope so, but like we confiscate not. your Bose headphones. Confiscate your headphones. <laughs> <laughs> no music. You have to turn your phone in. It's, yeah, like, the te- it's like the teacher taking the the ear po- yeah, out. The desk. Yeah. These are yeah. mine. Uh, you can come back for these at three thirty. Yeah. 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 You go to like a museum. You have to sign an NDA. Like they take your phone. They take your earphones. <laughs> He's like entering the stadium through security. They like, you know, you put all your medals in the bin. They just take the bin. They're like, all right, you can go in now. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like perma TSA. Yeah, and they get in the locker room. They're like, all right, your turn to talk. Like, walk to the front. And he's like, uh. oh, like I feel like he's the type of guy too where they'll be like, hey, can you walk us through this play? And he'll just have not been paying attention. Like, they'll do it. Like, is it like, have you been listening? And then he'll go up and just draw the wrong play. Yeah, like, like when you get called out in chem class, like one yeah, of those. Or bio class. Yeah. Oh, mercy. Those are some tough ones. Trauma. 
Yeah. Me, it was always physics. They get you in there, <laughs> pin you yeah. down. It's like I don't know the formula sheet. Uh, yeah. It's the worst tough. is when they just don't let you off the hook too. They know you don't know. You tell them you don't know, and they're like, "Okay, figure it out." Yeah. And you're just scrambling. Uh-huh. Answers not on Real. the ceiling. They like lead you to it, and like the answer is like basic, but you still don't know. Yeah. Or the worst <laughs> is when they lead it to you in the class. All the classes like pick, picking up what the the hints are, and then yeah. you're not. Yeah. So you just look like an idiot. They're mouthing yeah, it yeah, to yeah. you. Yeah. Owen. Yeah. yeah, they're like, no, I know, I know. <laughs> and then someone blurts it out, and then you're like, oh yeah, yeah, totally, I remember. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> let me go to the textbook index, find that word, and let's get to work here. Yeah, oh boy, cruel and unusual punishment. I'm telling you, it really is. Maybe he'll get the, maybe he'll get that kind of treatment with the playbook. <laughs> Bring that one back to reel it back in. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's some stuff going on ahead of Bucks camp. They're doing their weigh-ins, and Leonard Fournette comes in, and the number reads 260, which is pretty high for what we were expecting. I think last year he was about 225. So let's just you know quick up by 35. But he did take to Twitter because he was getting memed to death, and he said, "quote They wouldn't have the same energy in your face, so why entertain them? See y'all September 11th." So maybe rephrase that to see y'all week one. It was a crucial mistake on the tweet. Just in, like there's date guys, but at that point you you cannot be a date guy any longer. You have he's to like go just, to. He's like just incredible. watch out for September 11th. Something big happening. <laughs> September 11th, circle of days. <laughs> Leonard Fournette, not a good week. Come in at 2.60 and then see you September 11th. Is what not if he what just does a see. UFC, though, where he just, like, cuts like crazy? Mm. Like, oh. like, like one week, like, not even a week, like three days before uh, week one. He's in the That'd sauna be- for, like, four hours. Like, yeah, ah. dude, just fasting, not eating anything. That'd be sick. Uh, Leonard Fournette, we're loving that. And then the other thing that's going on at Bucks is uh, they signed Kyle Rudolph, one-year deal, Gronk replacement, which is, uh, I don't know, something about Kyle Rudolph, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that just makes perfect sense. I don't really know why, but I can't see him anywhere else other than just catching touchdowns from Brady at the end. It's like when the Patriots used to pick up guys when they were well past their prime, but they would just show up on the Patriots and everybody would be like, whoa, look out, like when they got Demarius Thomas. That's kind of what I was thinking. The thing with Kyle Rudolph is going to be like, I feel like he's going to have an insane year um, with Brady. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, like, how did we not get Kyle Rudolph? Like, what were we doing? Like, just passing up on this guy. Uh-huh. I feel like Brady's going to make him into an unbelievable player. Just That's feels like one of those. Yeah. What happened to, to Brayton Howard? Are they still on the roster? OJ Howard's on the Bills. And Cameron okay. Brady, I, I have no idea. I'm pretty sure Cam Brady's still on the Bucks. Uh, they'll just spawn some guy it'll be good i feel like now that you mention it kyle rudolph like three touchdown week one he's the hottest waiver ad fantasy sports yeah who's writing up potential te1 rest of season and then he just does the rest of the season (laughs) i see that too thinking absolutely yeah Yeah. um 
Cleveland Browns. They're bracing for the Deshaun Watson suspension. There's been like 18 reports. I've seen four games, six games, eight games, 12 games, season, two years. I've seen it all, so I'm not going to predict, but it's coming. We know that, and we obviously know they got rid of Baker. They have Jacoby Brissett on the side, who's, you know, getting ready to start the season, but they're still looking for some help in there. They have Josh Dobbs, but they brought in two guys for workouts today, and they signed one of them. The guys they brought in for workouts, A.J. McCarron, Josh Rosen. And when you bring in two high-profile guys like that, it's always hard to pick between, but they ended up choosing Josh Rosen. I think all of us as sports like you know, fans the last 10 years, if we ran an NFL team, these two would be the obvious guys to bring in to work out. It's like I know them. They've been in yeah. big college games. They were supposed to be sick. We're going to pick something out of them that no other team has seen, and we're going to make this work. But if you had to pick between the two, who are you taking? Can I do a write-in? Yes. Matt Barkley. I'm taking Matt Barkley. Out of Great the pick. Great yeah. pick. People forget he would have been number two of Andrew Luck if he went out in that class. Our uh-huh. RG3 would have been going 8-9. It would have been Matt Barkley at two. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write in Cam Noon because you need some energy. There was reports that they might have been interested, but then Mary Kay Cabot was like, they're actually not interested. <laughs> so take that for what it's worth. So right. got two write-ins, and Alex is going to ma- answer the first question. And, and I'm actually going to answer, like, A or B. Um, and when you said, wait, th- did they sign him to the contract or no? They did. One they did, deal. exactly. Because when you said Josh Rosen versus, I mean, I don't care who it was versus, I knew Josh Rosen was getting that contract. Like, no one's beaten Josh Rosen in that camp camp duel. So um, I'm taking Josh Rosen. I think it's the right pick. All-time high-confidence guy. Um, one of the greatest UCLA comebacks um, ever. That was a crazy game. That was sick. So, so I love him. I, uh, I'm down for some Josh Rosen. I thought, I mean, all-time quote, the nine teams before me are going to regret this. And then he actually might sign for all nine teams before him when, it buys, when it's all said and done. So Exactly. Maybe not the worst take ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Madden ratings, they continue to, as Owen would say, drip out. You know, they like to give you a little little sprinkle every, every couple days, let you know. So there's two controversies that I'm seeing. First of all, the 99 club, which I think the, the quarterbacks and stuff, officially, we got the leaked ratings. But the official ratings for the quarterbacks and everything is today from when you're hearing this. But as of right now, the 99 club is Aaron Donald. Devontae Adams, and Miles Garrett. Those are the three people that they've decided should be 99s. Now, 98s, if you're wondering who's close, do you think any of these 98s should be in there? You tell me. Cup, Ramsey, Kelsey. Not Kelsey, dude. <laughs> not Ramsey. Yeah, probably not Ramsey either. Like, he's good, but not a 98. Not a 99. I don't think so either. I think... But I, I'm not liking Miles Garrett as 99. I'll I was going to say that, Whoa, but I didn't want to be a hater. Why? TJ I Watt's mean, better than Miles Garrett. Is he even the best? Yeah, is he even the best edge rusher? TJ like, Watt's better than Miles Garrett. He's down at 96. It doesn't make any what? sense. I know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'd say he's better, but I think they're all around the like 97, 96 range. He's definitely know. had the better last two years. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah, saying, too. But you know what it is. The official Madden ratings guy is a Browns fan. That's what it is. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm dead serious. All right. He's got a blind Mary spot. Kay. Yeah, because he puts Minka Fitzpatrick at 83 every year. It's like, dude, you're not actually watching the games, bro. Like, I, think, just... I, think, I think I'd think i put Cup at a 99. I think he deserves it. It was it. last year, right? 
It wasn't no, last. No, he kind of had a breakout no, year last Adams year. Was. I don't think so. Yeah, but they added him like halfway through the season. I remember. Do those count? I think so. I don't think they like count. Like a little patch, little update. I mean, like, uh, like if you have internet accounts, I guess. No, nah, nah, man. If you're not dripping in August, like it doesn't count. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Or yeah. end of July. Believe me, I'm not checking the week eight Madden update anymore. Maybe, maybe in grade <laughs> yeah. six, but anymore. So, it's... what do you think inspired them to go from 99 halfway through last season, and now they brought him back down to 98? Because I know for a fact he was like at the end of last year he was 99. Yeah. And they that is weird. Out. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like have and a backbone, like, yeah. <laughs> literally Super Bowl MVP. They're like, yeah, ah, I didn't see enough. Let's give him. Let's give him ninety eight. Something to yeah. prove. He Would lost put... Odell. He won't have spacing. Yeah, yeah. that's why. Yeah, Ben Jefferson. <laughs> yeah. Now ninety sevens. Would you put any of these in there? Henry Kittle, Tyreek Hill. No. No. Those are yeah. good. Those are good. Those, Kittle, those are those yeah. are perfectly rated. I'd say. Yeah, I think so too. And then ninety sixes were McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, TJ Watt, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know how two of those got in there, but DeAndre Hopkins is too high. You guys are such Hopkins haters. I like those. Those are good. You Let's like TJ Watt at ninety six? No, 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 no. I meant well. Yeah, it's fine. But T- DeAndre Hopkins is what? also fine. TJ Watt broke the sacks record, and he didn't play two <laughs> games. <laughs> How's this guy not 99? I I literally don't understand the the Madden ratings. Yeah. It's the Browns fan, I'm telling you. And then if you want to talk more AFC North slander out of the Madden ratings, but we're doubling up on Madden. Jamar Chase is the 18th best receiver in Madden. (laughs) Yeah, that's a that's a disgrace. Like here's the people above him, okay? I I wrote it all the way out. So you tell me, because I think we can all agree. Adams Cup, Tyreek, we're all taking those. Better. Yeah. Yes. Easy. DeAndre Hopkins. No. Yeah. Like I'll take him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate him that much. He's better. <laughs> like he, he's probably he's better, better right now, like today. Yeah. But he won't be in about eight weeks. He's also not playing the first six weeks. Um, there you go. Diggs. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. yeah, I take Diggs. Yeah, yeah. Like disagree. Like we can agree disagree, but he's sliding in this range. Like this is yeah. where mm-hmm. Jamar Chase is populating. Jefferson, he should be at least better. around. Yeah, Jefferson's better. Yeah. Jefferson should be higher. Jefferson's he, better. He's at least around here, though. He's what not worse. Than... I don't think. I don't think that's what we, we were saying. I think Chase and Jefferson are like. I think Chase is kind of like a better Jefferson. A. Like, yeah, I agree with you. Like the same. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I don't know. I think Jefferson's nasty, dude. Especially what he's doing with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> like, true. True. Point. You gotta take. You gotta keep in mind. Jamar Chase is catching balls from the greatest QB ever. So yeah, yeah it's not true. much of it. Aciest of balls. Yeah. yeah. So maybe actually maybe 18th best receiver in Madden's right because I'm looking yeah. at this now. It's like yeah. But, keep going. I want to know. Keep going. Keep going. Oh okay. We're gonna Mike, place him somewhere. Mike Evans. <laughs> Take him over. Yeah, he's better than, way okay, better. So he's, he's here. Okay. He's here. Right under. Yeah. He's right above Mike Evans. And that which would is what be number seventh. He would be seventh then. Anyway, Mike Evans. So then here's the full after Mike Evans. Uh, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Amari Cooper, Michael Thomas, Tyler Lockett. Chris Godwin, wow. DK Holy Metcalf. Wow. Now, oh my goodness. Again, DK Metcalf there. Debo Samuel, who should be. Let's bump him back up. Let's get yeah. him higher up. And then, no, the list goes on. Adam what? Thielen. What? DJ Moore, AJ Brown, Brandon Cooks, and then Jamar Chase. 
Was Brandon Cooks on an NFL team last year? <laughs> Texans, like half. Wait, a team. that's actually disgusting. Ooh, that's I know. so bad. Tyler oh, that's gotta be some sort of a like they have something up. Maybe he... why was Tyler Lockett like twelve? <laughs> what? What was that? Why is he higher than DK? Yeah, why, why is he higher than his teammate? That's clearly better than him. <laughs> they wanted to put him eighth, but they added a one. Uh, oops. Uh, uh, honestly, yeah. Could have been. He slides in that 7-8 range, depending Wait, on so what Jamar you think of Mike is, Evans. He's lower than all those guys you, you mentioned. Yeah. So what? what is he, like a 77? Like what? <laughs> yeah. He's like 64 bronze. Bro. Bro. <laughs> I love Madden. Like, hey, rookie's got. He's a still second year guy. Like, he's yeah, got to earn yeah. it. What, yeah, he's got to yeah. work for it. Could have been a one hit wonder. He could have yeah. been Leonard Hankerson. Let's yeah. slow down here. Anything's I like Madden's possible. keeping him humble. Yeah, yeah, making him work for it. Give him something to work for. He'll see you September eleventh. Yeah. He's gonna come and prove you. That's what he's yeah. about to do. He's like, hey, you got to put your head down and work if you want to have a career like Brandon Cooks and Michael Thomas. Okay. <laughs> All right, you got to grind. You think you can just compete with those guys after one year? No. 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 But no. the good news is he, the next guy below him, he's better than Mike Williams. Okay. Yeah, nice. Good to know. Nice. Good to know. <laughs> um, last stuff on the NFL before we hit the preview. There's a bunch of new helmets and alternate uniforms. I'll throw them all together for you. First of all, in terms of uh, who released first, let's give them some credit. The Panthers with the black helmet. Now, there's no logo on it again audio podcast so i'm asking you to google this there's no logo on it instead it's just like a blue outline of what the logo would be and then the black part of the interior logo stays the same as adam gets up and leaves and i guess some sort of protest to the panthers (laughs) it's just an empty chair but uh the the panthers new helmet what are we rating this do we like it this is like an eight yeah i think it's so nice like i just like a black a matte black helmet is has never looked bad unless you put a gradient like like a gradient red on the back that's the only way i've seen a team mess up a matte black helmet personally the, the jags rollo you didn't like that one yeah that one too any gradient ruins it but anything else it's always like a, a high nine eight. i i think i've been on this hype train for these um for these helmets ever since the nfl announced them kind of like mid last season because it, all the ones I remember of right now that have come out, I like all of them, really. I don't think any team has really, like, missed so badly where you're like, hey, the Texans? Are... Huh? Texans? They no, I missed. like the Texans. And I know you guys didn't like the Saints one, but I like the Saints one as well. So I like almost all of them. Um, and and these ones go good because they're going to match match their um, black unis, and I think it's going to be a super sleek look. Um, and, yeah, kind of when you only had that one helmet, you can really match it with much. But now teams are going to be able to match it with like a whole uniform. I think it's going to look crazy. So I, I'm, I didn't like their silver helmet, but I think the pro, I like this one in theory. But I actually think it might be hard to kind of see on TV. Like it looks like that blue part's kind of small. Is what I would be worried yeah. about. The fact there's no outline, I think it's going to look a little weird. But um, you got okay. anything on the Panthers helmet that you really need to say or no? No, I liked it. Um, I was just reaching into my closet for the next part. Oh. Nice. Oh, cool. getting like a skit, like a caution. <laughs> no, no, I just want. Well, we'll get to it. I, mean, I just wanted right, to show right. you guys. Like, never mind. Yeah. Well, it's an audio podcast, so this will go great. Yeah. It's. it's well, show you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's but, a foolproof yeah. plan. Um, okay. The Giants throwback jersey. It's from the Phil Sims days. 
Uh, it's it's Ten. blue. It's it, unbelievable. The red the red stripes with the white collar. It, it's fantastic. This is their best look. The only problem is yes. the helmet color is not the same as the jersey color, which I know is how it looked back in the day. But like it's 2022. Let's fix this up and make it a little more tidy and dandy. We're not going to Walmart to buy the helmets anymore. Let's clean this up. Um, but I love it. Ten. It's better than what they got right now. Ten. I still, I still like their OG helmet. Uh, not OG, I guess, but the one that they've been rocking the last couple of years. Um, and why? And why? I think, I think what makes a helmet great is if you've like actually been in some great moments using that helmet. Like the David Tyree catch, the Super Bowls with Eli Manning, um, so many great duels with the Patriots. I think that's what helps. But seeing this one too, this one is oh my god, money as well. Absolutely on this one. Um, I don't mind the the shade um, difference too much. Um, looks like they are going for that complete throwback look because they're adding the jerseys as well. Um, but no, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's a ten. Like I think it's one of the best ones I've seen so far. I like everything about it. And I don't. I think the Giants had a good uniform before, and I like I do like the NY. But I mean, this uniform, it's like it's clean, and I'm also a sucker for a classic uniform. Like it could be the ugliest classic, and I'd still probably like yeah. it. So I'm can I can I say they should they should involve make it so that um all teams have like a classic helmet. Now I guess the Texans or you know teams like that would have a tough time, but I feel like there could be really really cool classic helmets that you know they could make most teams wear. Well, you there's an easy way to fix the Texans. You give them the branding for the Oilers back, and then they wear the oh, right the Oilers yes. baby blue. So yeah. good. But then the Titans yeah. got to get off it because it's technically belongs to the Titans, I think. Right. So I think not Washington's to get on my soapbox here, but like <laughs> yeah. this is something the NBA needs to do because they the NBA uniforms are so they're kind of going in the opposite direction. I don't watch where, the NBA, but don't they do like throwback random like fifty jerseys a season? No, NBA is kind of effing it up here. Yeah, big time. Couple years. It's like going. All so the NFL, like now with the new helmets, is kind of going more towards the classic side. The NBA is going like hyper modern, where it's like, like Utah, for example, it's black and just says Utah, or like Cleveland, where it's just white and it just says Cleveland. Like they all are starting to look like, yeah, kind of similar and they're all looking super modern. Whereas, like back in the day, like the Utah Jersey had the mountains, the Cavs had the big, like the stylized sword. See, like, yeah, I think they should, to me, I think they should take a page out of the uh, nfl's book because classic jerseys are so cool and I, I guarantee you they'd sell so much better than the oregon utah all that type of stuff it's so lame yeah i agree they've because they started it a few years back with just even the logo like everyone now has the same logo and now they're all moving to like the same jersey where it's like max two colors with like microsoft word font on the front. <laughs> <laughs> like oh my gosh add some like flavor to it gosh yeah no i completely agree and and the new ones that they do make it's like you you you're getting too crazy here. Like what why are the Spurs all of a sudden picking up pink and green? Like what are we doing here? Let's get back to what yeah. works, which is what that black one what they're doing this year with the black writing. That's like the nicest looking jersey they've had in so long and it's the classic look. It's no coincidence. And the NFL to bring it back in. I would contend that every classic uniform is almost better than the current adaptation. This is true for the Giants. It's true for the Eagles. It's true for the Seahawks. Through true Jets. for the Jets, Chargers, going back to it, what they ended up doing. The only one that's not better is the Bengals one that says Bengals. That was a miss. But that again, 1970. Yeah. So we can kind of cross it off. Last thing here, Dallas Cowboys white helmet. This is what Adam was bringing it out for. Showcase it for everybody in this call, which is the three people on the mic. 
Well, I pulled out my like Thanksgiving jersey, and then I kind of realized that it's not the same Thanksgiving jersey they're going to use as the throwback. So I kind of missed there. Oops. Well, it's okay. <laughs> For the people who are listening, it's the navy blue jersey with white sleeves, and the new helmet is white with the blue logo. You've seen it a hundred times, but you, mm-hmm. like they're bringing it back. It was in the clo- in the garage for like ten years. Now it's back. Yeah, and we talked about the random modern helmet that they used during that one week last season where it had the like blue and red stripes going down the middle. I don't mm-hmm. know what that was about, but I hope it never comes back. Like, please. I agree. That, that was back. weird. Yeah. It is a, uh, it is a great helmet. Like uh, once again, 10 out of 10, I'm loving all these helmets that they're coming up with. Um, it's going to look so much better. Like obviously than you know, what Adam said with the, uh, with the red and blue stripe, I mean, that was a horrible look. And I'm, uh, like, I'm now realizing that was probably like America. It was a military thing. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I guess, but still, but it I don't still know. looked ugly. So I but if, if anything, let's just do an all camo like <laughs> helmet, you know, um, but hot take, I actually like this helmet more than the current like one that they've been wearing for a long time. No, um, dude, with the silver dude. and um, I like it a lot. So you can't diss the silver bucket. That's I'm not dissing it. I'm not dissing it exactly, but I like this one more. I honestly think I've always thought this: the Giants have like one of the, not the Giants, the Cowboys have like one of the uglier uniforms in the NFL. Like the teal pants are so bad. The uniform is so like. Yeah, boring. And I don't like this. I don't like the shiny silver helmet. I think it's never looked good on any team. Like the white just looks so much better in general. I don't like the white border around the star on the helmet they have now. Like this is improving every way. I think your profile picture on fantasy is the silver bucket. Just yeah, that's like a joke though. (laughs) It's not. It's 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 not a shiny silver. Yeah, go exposed, dude. Your your profile picture on fantasy, bro. It doesn't add up to your story. So you've been exposed. I like Alex going on his spiel about history with the Giants and then says the Cowboys helmets are bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree with you, Alex. I'm there on both takes. Well, like, That's you cool. don't, like, there's things you don't change. Like, Maple Leafs, Montreal Canadiens, New York Rangers, Dallas Cowboys. Like, you got to, like, keep the classic. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel, at least. We're on to the NFC North. We'll be joined by an illustrious guest, actually, on Monday's show to talk about one team from this division. I bet you don't know who I'm talking about right now, but he'll be coming in. This is also a good time to announce that Alex won't be on the next show and probably the one after that. So you're going to get the first half of the NFC North and then the second half of the NFC East. So I guess we'll get your memo on those four that you're missing when you get back. But anything you want to say to the people now while you have the chance? While I have the chance, um, well, nothing too much. I mean, everything's kind of slow right now. Um, if you are, you guys are doing the NFC East, right? You have an idea which teams you're doing? Well, which ones do you want us to do? We'll save the juicy ones Look, for you. I like, I like the Eagles this season, man. I'm so just going to we'll say save the Eagles for you. Me too. Yeah. I really like the Eagles. So I'd like to save the <laughs> Eagles and talk about those guys. Um, Pick anyone else, though. Save so. Eagles, Cowboys for when he's back. Sure, sure, sure. sure. We'll, we'll do Eagles, Cowboys for when I'm back. The um, listeners so. will just be pouring in for Giants, Commanders, just yes, in yes. boats. Yeah. Um, but yeah, quick little, quick little business trip. Probably gonna melt while I'm over there. <laughs> just... But um, where are you yeah. going for the people? Where am I going? Yeah, Vegas in the middle of July. Visiting That's the. Cool. But hey, the it was a good deal. So yeah, what can I you're say? You're visiting your team. Yeah, I am visiting my team. I was 
going to visit my team, actually, but decided last minute might not be worth it. But you know what? You never know. I might just pull a fill and do an RDX uh, theater, um, but this time with Allegiant Stadium, where I'll just go by myself. Do it, dude. Dude, I've toured Wrigley Field yeah. alone. It was fine. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? I don't yeah. care. Oh, so, <laughs> you, yeah, it is a little weird because stadium tours are like a like I think it's like a couple thing, and I was just there by myself. Yeah, <laughs> right. uh, it's a it's a football activity. It You're was. a football yeah. guy. But yeah. isn't that go like if you want to take a picture, you have to ask, like, <laughs> tour guide. The, like tour. the tour guide. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a picture. Safe to say, Wrigley Field oh, is no. just a momental momentous thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We got Vikings and we got Bears today. Which one do you want to start with? Do you have a preference? Start with the Vikings. Vikes? Now, this is actually getting some buzz because I don't want to talk about the Packers much today, but the Packers are getting some hate coming into this season because obviously their top receiver is Alan Lazard and people are skeptical on the Packers, but and the Vikings are getting some buzz, and here's why. They're 8-9 and nine last year. At no point did they ever have a winning record in the season. They were always 500 or below. So that's not exactly a recipe for success. 14 of their 17 games were one-score games. They went 6-8 and eight in them. If they had never conceded a point in the final two minutes of each half, they would have went 15-2. and two. But instead, they went 8-9. and nine. So tough mm-hmm. sledding for the Vikings last year. But what usually happens with Kirk Cousins, you kind of lose those one possession games no team has played more one possession games in the vikings the last two years and they're 12 and 12 so it's a nice little memento of kirk cousins right there five yeah, i was gonna say i feel like that's the story every season with them like every maybe we just know too many vikings fans but they're like oh we were this close to winning these this game this game this game we should be 13 and 3 like what? <laughs> 15 <laughs> and didn't. 2 if they never conceded yeah. in the final two minutes so yeah but you did they so. did <laughs> That's the problem, including that one to the winless Lions. I don't forget. <laughs> I had them, minus six and a half. Um, after the season, they fired Mike Zimmer, and they fired their GM, Rick Spielman, who'd been there for 10-plus years, I want to say, and they replaced him with Kevin O'Connell, and he brought on some new coordinators. Kevin O'Connell, of course, was the offensive coordinator for the Rams, and we know every year, usually, there's a coach that kind of pops off, first-year guy. A lot of buzz that it could be him. He's getting quite a bit of hype. They uh, certainly added quite a bit. Ten new players in the draft. They paid big money to get Zadarius Smith over from the Packers. They still got Kirk Cousins, but he did have a really good year last year. He kept he threw under ten interceptions, which I think was like a career record. Um, wow. He just turned 34, or I think he's turning 34 next month, actually. I mean, he's had Mike Zimmer all this time. This might be the best offensive coach he had. There's, again, a lot of optimism going on around Kirk Cousins. I I think Owen, at one point last year, said Kirk Cousins was on an MVP trajectory. So he can speak to how good he was. Yeah, I mean, Kirk's a classic, like, the numbers don't tell the full story guy. Because (laughs) you look at his numbers for the first, like, six, seven games, it's like, Yards are really high. His QBR is always really good. Like he's, you know, doesn't throw a ton of picks, or at least at the start of the season he didn't. But then it's like, oh, you look at the record, it's like, oh, we're th- three and four because he lined up behind the guard on <laughs> a crucial fourth down play. So that's just Kirk, man. I love the guy, but like, golly, he is one of the most unclutched, just <laughs> ugh, frustrating players. So I have a love hate with Kirk for sure. Yeah, well, I think he might be back come week one. Uh, they still got Dalvin <sighs> Cook. 
Jefferson, Thielen, who again, higher than Jamar Chase and Madden. Um, often, I mean, there's no real depth. Like, they, st- they still got that OB Johnson guy who's like a big deal. He, like, if do somebody they, goes out, he's got a big job. Do they still have Madison? I believe yeah, so. Yeah, he's there every year. He's sick. Calvin Cook That's insurance. Depth. That's depth. Yeah. Yeah, depth that never turns into fantasy production. Yeah, Adam, they have, your boy, they have your boy Albert Wilson, bro. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Adam loves Albert Wilson. So, yes. That's a big one. They got Irv Smith, too, who had a bunch of breakout buzz last year. And I actually scooped him in fantasy thinking big things. And then I came to find out that Mike Zimmer said, uh, because Kyle Rudolph left, it's not more for Irv Smith, it's more for Tyler Conklin. So that was a bit of a mistake last year. <laughs> but Irv Smith, now that he's got a new coach, actually might be pretty good. Well, he Defe- was hurt too, no? I was think he? so. I think he was kind of in and out, but when he was in, it was Tyler Conklin's gig. Um, defense could use some improvement. Danell Hunter only played seven games last year, so he should be healthy. That's a pretty big deal. He's really good when he's on, and if he's got Zadarius Smith beside him, that's actually a nice pass rusher. Secondary, very not good. They got Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith, which would have been actually like sick in Madden 15, but um, real games in NFL 2022-23, probably not that fire. They drafted a safety in round one. Uh, they also they gave up 5.96 yards of play on first down, which is a good start. Always mm-hmm. start at second and four. Um, did lose a lot of games to injury on D2, so maybe bounce back there. This division's got the NFC and AFC East, so that's not that bad. NFC East is pretty light. AFC East, there's some hard ones. There's some also some easy ones in there. Extras are Indy, New Orleans, and Arizona. If you're wondering about difficulty of that, that's 16th, so smack dab in the middle. Week one home for Green Bay. Over under 8.5, and, and the over is somewhat popular. So it's just do you think they're going to go 500 or worse? They're even odds to make the playoffs. Owen, you seem jumping at the bit on this one. Go ahead. Yeah, I think they're going to go over. And I think more. it's not as much them as it is the division around them, I think, got weaker. I think the Bears certainly got weaker. I think the Packers certainly got weaker. And say what you will about the Lions, but uh, still the Lions. So <laughs> I'm yeah. not overly confident that they're going to do much. Uh, they got a good draw with the NFC East, too, because that's, I think, going to be a weaker division in the conference. So I think they have a favorable schedule. Um, and I think that should be, you know, that should help them win more games than they did last year. And then to their team, I mean, golly, I watched for whatever reason a lot of Vikings last year. I don't know what it. They had a lot of primetime games, and I just like for whatever reason found myself watching them a lot. And they have a really good team. I think their defense struggled a lot last year, um, but I think they they have a lot of really good pieces. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen are two top receivers. Dalvin Cook's really good, and Kirk Cousins he really isn't a bad quarterback, um, but he's not going to win you games. So I think they have enough to uh, to be able to. <laughs> To, uh, to I think that means he's actually not a good quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> he's think, a good enough quarterback to. I think a good style we could you in games, yeah. but to it's win them, no, no, no. Uh, you, no. You better hope good? you have a touchdown or more lead going into the last five minutes, <laughs> yeah. and it's not a primetime game. I think a good Owen style would be to figure out how many like morning window games they have. Yeah. Like I'm looking at the schedule right now. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, win, nine. Win, 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 win. Okay, yeah. there's nine wins. I see nine, <laughs> nine 11 a.m. games. So That's yeah, good. Watch. Well, there's one thing we know, and this has been a battle-tested, tried-and-true theory, is Kirk Cousins will 
perform in the morning window on a Sunday game when <laughs> nobody is watching this, like the, the game. Yeah. You put him in prime time. He could be it could be Giants Vikings on a Sunday night, and he's probably going to have two interceptions. He so. lost to Matt Nagy on Monday night. He like <laughs> it happened. I watched it. Yeah. But no, that's you know that's I think more than anything. If I were to boil it down, I like the schedule. I like the I like the the eleven a.m. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over here. Yeah, I'll take the over as well. Um, I just feel like if there's any year for the Vikings to beat out the Packers in the Div, it's this year. New coach added some new players, new leadership. I just I think it is funny though how um how how the Vikings management went into the off season and they were like, hey, what do we need to change? we need to get more offense for Kirk. Like we need to get like Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur type guy, because we need to unleash Kirk offensively, um, get him an offensive whiz of a coach. Um, so I love, I want, I'm curious to see how that's going to work out. And yeah, I just think they have a really solid team. Um, they definitely had some injury issues last year. And I mean, honestly, just playing for a guy like Zimmer's a great coach, but I think it was just really tough to just keep coming back year after year and um, playing under him. So I think a new voice in the locker room is definitely going to help them. And uh, yeah, I, I just think that like Owen said, like the div is, is decently weaker. Um, not really sure what we're going to get out of the Packers. And like I said, if, the, if there's any year, I think this is the year that you really got to go all in and, uh, and try and win that div. So over. I go over here too. I like this number. I think they go over 500. Everything you guys have said, I agree with. If there's ever a year, there's ever a time, it's got to be now. I mean, mm-hmm. th- this is this is it. Kirk Cousins, this is like a dying breath. If he can't do this, then he's like literally going to go to the Titans or something and just wash out and play the most pathetic football I've ever seen. Kind of like Matt Hassel back at the end. I'm predicting that type of ending. But I think it's going to work out this year, which then subsequently leads to the big extension. And then the Vikings go back to where they belong. But yes. I'm, if I was throwing out numbers, you tell me if you like any of these. The coach, 16-1 to 1 coach of the year, that's not bad. I mean, that's good could be worse jefferson plus 750 most receiving yards i think that's the lowest odds i think he has he's the favorite so i don't know mm-hmm. not great value but it's still there they're plus 275 to win this division too so if you like them that much it's a pretty good number adam um i don't like them to win the division and i kind of hate vikings fans and i don't know why i know so many of them but I feel like the number is way too low to not take, and there's way too many reasons to um, want to take the over. So I feel like I have to take the over. But I really hope it's like a nine and eight bad season where like the Vikings fans hate their lives because I just can't trust this team. I I don't know if it's Kirk or if it's just the team. It's probably mostly it's Kirk. Kirk, but like I don't know. Whenever you like you go to a bar and they're on you know, Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, and they're playing the Bears, and you're like, this is an easy win, and they just lose. And No confidence. Yeah, and they'll, like, sure, they'll probably beat the Packers once, but they'll also probably lose to the Jets. So <laughs> they're just the perfect 500 team, and I guess the uh, I guess I'll trust the new coach, and I'll say they'll win nine games, but I don't feel good about it. Now that you... Can I say one more thing? Yeah, yeah. I just want to shout out. Kirk Cousins for doing having one of my favorite moments last year, which was just the the, the punt to center field, the arm punt to center field oh, yeah. against the Bears, where there was not a receive, not one of there was not like a purple jersey within thirty yards of the play. 
So, Lobbed anybody, it up to Eddie Jackson. Yeah, if anybody doesn't remember that, look it up because it's hilarious. I think that one was a little excusable because one of the receivers got held and he just stopped running. So he it looked way worse than still it actually threw was. It but it was still bad. The middle yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. What were you going to say, Phil? I was going to say, I just now remembered that I took this team over and I watched them. I watched Ben Roethlisberger score four touchdowns and a half against them. <laughs> I just remembered that. So maybe that yeah, was that a little That makes no ambitious. sense. Like, yeah. they're still all over the place. But you can, maybe that was the coach. So it seemed like his know. voice had ran a little dry there. I yeah, will yeah. say that. If you can't. That's Mond. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Kellen Mond might be the fifth chair in this podcast come like next year. <laughs> I think he's available. Um, we could talk about the Bears, which uh, this is going to be a fun one. This is another team replacing a coach and a GM. No more Ryan Pace, no more Matt Nagy. They hopped out to the 3-2 and two start, and then they absolutely just plummeted. It's not like they were like humming like a fine-tuned machine at 3-2. and two. They had absolutely some turbulence. They had that Justin Fields debut game where they averaged like .2 yards a play which was one of the most stunning things I've ever seen. Um, regardless, anyway, they uh, finished 6-11. and 11. Matt Nagy was completely useless. I think it's one of the all-time abominations. He tried to use Justin Fields like he was Nick Foles, and it was just a complete sham. So hopefully for Justin Fields, he gets a little bit better coaching this year. Matt Eberflus, or Eberflus is coming in. I don't know how to say that name. He was the Colts DC prior to this. He's brought in a new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. I think the question with the Bears really is they're going to be bad, it seems like. It's pretty hard to find a roadmap for them to be successful. But do you actually think Fields is the quarterback to lead them out of this? I think he is. I think they've just put him in an absolute horrible position, doesn't even begin to describe. But are you a Fields guy, Owen? Yeah, I'm a big Fields guy. Um, I think he's he's shown that he's got the talent. I mean, he's got the, he's got the physical attributes. He's got the arm. I think he's got the processing ability like he looks like he can make good decisions i just think he was like you said phil was put in such a poor position like uh, i just remember the first game um against the browns where he literally had like i think it was like an average of 0.7 seconds in the pocket yeah. like it was unbelievable like freaking matt Nagy, just he could not adjust he was like he it was like he had no idea what was going on or what to do so he was just like okay run it back run it back run it back he kept getting just hit over and over again by uh, miles garrett so that's kind of how like that's like a microcosm for i think how they used him last year which i think was really poor so uh, i think he does have the talent i think he does with better coaching i think that'll be unlocked this year um but they're not helping him with the receivers i will say that as well darnell mooney should not be a wide receiver one yeah i like darnell mooney at over a thousand yards but not a wide receiver one the other thing that's a problem with them, you mentioned that O-line. I have some numbers on it. Fields was sacked 11.8% of his dropbacks. That's far and away number one in the league. They allowed 58 sacks, the offensive line, and that's far and away the bottom of the league. And as far as I can tell, they brought every single guy back. I, 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 it's the number one worst line in the league, and it's not close. It's absolutely awful. So not only is the weapons thin, but... Yeah, it's not looking great. Uh, they did do that, like, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, Justin Fields, like, platoon last year. So that also wasn't really key to his success. I don't know if Alex is a Fields guy or not. I can't remember. I, I am a Fields guy. Um, <clears throat> and 100% agree with what Owen said. But I'll also add that he kind of strikes me as a guy that, like, mentally wants to win. 
is like a mentally like like very like tough player. I think he wants to win in Chicago. He wants to stay in Chicago. Um, and I, and I just think he really he wants to win really bad. Like I don't think he's just in it for the you know the fame, the money, whatever. Like I think he actually wants to see this through, and he seems like a like a guy that's that's willing to do that. So. Um, but it's sad because you do look at this team and it's just, mm, there's zero talent on here. I've never seen a set of wide receivers that could go as a 70 overall in Madden. You start with Nikhil Harry, um, <laughs> David Moore, Dante Pettis, Byron Pringle, uh, Equinemius St. Brown. These are all like 70 overalls. In, Don't forget uh, about Vilas Jones Jr. Yeah, the 26-year-old yes, rookie. Yeah. <laughs> So I am a Fields guy because um, I just think this guy is an absolute grinder, man. He was decimated last year and still tried his best and still got up every time. Um, and the fact they didn't assess uh, the old line is is pretty poor. Uh, I know Peters. I think Peters did um, retire, which yeah. is addition by subtraction. I'll never <laughs> forget when they played the Rams. It was like I think it was like maybe the second Monday night of the year. First Sunday um, night. First Sunday night of the year. And I don't know who, who was going at him. Maybe it was like Leonard Floyd or something. And he didn't even touch Peters. Peters just tore his ACL on his own. <laughs> he just like, his knee just buckled and he went down like a fridge. Um, <laughs> just, just, oh my God, it, it looked horrible. So really tough. And I mean, I don't even know if you can call this a positive. At least he doesn't have to worry about um Andy Dalton taking his job I mean Nathan <laughs> Peterman and Trevor Simeon are holy smokes if you're gonna let those guys cook and get touches then you really don't believe in your guy like that is tough and um yeah that that's kind of about it but I love how they rewarded him with like yo okay we saw this year you know what you are better than Andy Dalton so yeah. we're not gonna re-sign him we'll let him go <laughs> and we'll bring in these guys so yeah um but uh yeah I'll go under Oh, I haven't given the number, but oh yeah, sorry. Seven. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We know now. We know now. When I give you the number, well, it'll be a big mystery. Um, as far as Justin Fields, I feel like I'm kind of like a like a secondary Bears guy. Like I don't know what it is. I just I I like the Bears. I kind of in well, we're a Bears, Bears podcast. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I mean, that's our second. That's all of our second team. To be yeah. honest with you, so we all kind of like the Bears. The thing that gives me encouragement with Justin Fields is there are moments where it's like, oh my God, that's the best athlete on the field. Like that play against the 49ers was one of the most exciting plays of the year. Like the guy can do things that nobody can. They've just, they've put him in literally, like I've never seen anything like this. Like it's, it's, they're treating him like he's Danny Dimes. Like let's maybe get some more pieces around the guy here, help him out instead of subtracting. Um, if you're wondering, that 2018 team that won the division was kind of like the height of the Bears since the Jay Cutler days, and pretty much everybody, the new regime cleaned everybody out of there, like Khalil Mack gone, Allen Robinson gone, Eddie Goldman, Akeem Hicks, Jimmy Graham, Andy Dalton, Tariq Cohen, every, there are 15 names that you would remember, gone. And, uh, I mean, this team is really young. They made 13 draft picks. They didn't have a first-round pick because they traded it to get fields. So the roster is young, and I kind of understand that direction. But at the same time, like, you've got the quarterback, you know? Like, you did the hard part, in my mind. Let's put the pieces around him. Maybe this new regime has a different opinion. They obviously didn't draft him, but, I mean, ugly. The uh, receivers, we mentioned the 70 overalls, but if I was to be nice, that 
Nikhil Harry and Byron Pringle are the two highest rated run blocking receivers in the league. So if they planned mm. on running like 60 times a game, those guys could actually have like star seasons. Just blocking though. Like run block. Let's, go, let's not assess, let's not address the O-line, but let's get wide receivers <laughs> to block yeah. for us. That was the problem. Dude, you mentioned yeah. Velas Jones, the 26-year-old rookie, and I was reading about Byron Pringle. He's turning 29 and he's in his fourth season. Like, oh, what's what's no. up with these? So they God. just got a fetish. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like he was a rookie when he was 25. I'm so confused. I thought Byron Pringle was like 22. Uh, Same. I'm not... He's 28, <laughs> turning 29. Like what? Oops, that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. uh, David Montgomery in the backfield, though. He's kind of like, I, I'm good. kind of a David Montgomery guy. I don't know what yeah, it is. Too physical runner which i'm always down with um defense no doubt worse than what they had last year the only guy left is robert quinn and like i mean i don't even know they have eddie jackson he's good i think he was good i think he's not good anymore Mm. i don't know safety's a weird position and uh like like the guys i like khalil mack gone akeem hicks gone like these are like key players they've just decided to rid themselves of if you want me to be positive fourth easiest schedule in the league They've got the Texans, Falcons, and Niners as extras. Those are all winnable. Maybe not the Niners, but Trey Lance could give them some. You just never know. Um, They've got five games against the Lions twice, Giants, Jets, Texans. So that's not that bad. Those five games are doable, and the number is six and a half, which is why it's kind of high because the schedule's easy and the quarterback might be good and maybe they get a new coach boost. I don't know. So some people like them. Some people don't. Alex... Now that you know six and a half, the the place is on pins and needles right now. Under. Um, <laughs> six and a half. I think six and a half is actually a bit um, because I know you mentioned some of these teams that they could, like they are winnable games, but look, I like, I like the Lions to actually be a pretty decent team this year. I like the Jets to be a pretty decent team this year. Um, so I don't see, you know, I'm not locking Chicago into win any of those games. And then obviously, um, they, they definitely have some hard ones on their schedule too. It's just a, it's just a team man that lacks so much talent. I mean, quarterback's fine. And then after you look out towards, you know, both sides of the ball, there's literally nothing to get excited about. If you're a Chicago bears fan, like whose Jersey do you buy this year? You already have a fields one. Whose Jersey are you buying this year? Darnell Mooney? Cairo Santos, pride of Brazil, <laughs> dude. So this is definitely not like if I'm a Bears fan, I'm not excited about this season. So uh, I'm definitely going under. You could get Mooney because eleven always makes you look thinner. Two ones, that's right. And yeah. Chicago people aren't exactly known for their physique, so possible. <laughs> Owen, what do you like on six and a half? Definitely the under. Like I feel like Alex covered most of the bases there. Like this is. Like man, there's this, these are some there's some really bad rosters. In it's the a NFL brutal this, team. <laughs> it's a really like Cole Komet might be like their third best player. That's the jersey. <laughs> That's the jersey you buy. That might be, dude. Cole Komet, I actually kind of like him, but like the rest of the team, outside of like Fields, like I like Montgomery, I like Mooney, but I mean from there, it's just a steep, steep, steep decline. Robert Quinn, I guess, is okay, um, but yeah, this is uh, this team does not have enough talent to compete with uh, any other team that they're matched up against uh, save for like maybe the Seahawks and maybe the Falcons. So uh, yeah, I think they uh, six is more than I would have expected. Um, and they're definitely going under that. If you guys feel strongly 14 to one for worst record in the NFL, in case you were no. wondering, 
Justin Fields nine to one most interceptions thrown. Any takers on that one? It's not bad. That's Could not a bad one. No, it's but I think right. the Falcons have like worst record lock on lockdown. Yeah, I really might. I don't know why I went over there. That was so dumb. If I could amend that, I would. Maybe I'll do that in September. Adam, you give me your pick, six and a half. Um, yeah, I mean, they had six wins last year, and they only got worse. So, under. Yeah. Easy. That's a fair way to put it. I hate to make it a sweep. Because I, you guys know I'm a schedule guy. Like, if it's an easy schedule, I want to give you an over. But I think this has the potential to get really bad. So, I, I don't know. You, like, for every coach that comes in and gives you this crazy bump, this guy might come in and, like, I don't know anything about him. I haven't heard any, like, I haven't read any stories about him. I don't even know what he looks like. He could walk down the street and I wouldn't know what he looks like. I don't even know how to say his name. That's a problem when you're this late in the year. I don't know. I want to be a Bears guy. I want to be a Justin Fields guy so bad. But I think I have to follow the suit and take the under. So we had a clean sweep on both sides today, which is uh, not our favorite thing, but it is what it is. Well, I mean, their GM came in, had a decent roster. Like, I mean, I don't think it's great if you come in as a new GM and your roster gets worse. I think that's what he wanted to do, though. I, I have a sneaking suspicion that he might not be a Fields guy. And he's like, mm. I want to get my own quarterback. Uh, I want to do this get my, my price, own way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I, get I think that's kind of what happened. I don't know. It's very weird. This whole thing doesn't make sense. I would have thought that the easy part was done, but nope. Uh, basketball, you're, there's going to be a theme this week. NBA players are just wilding out. I don't know what's going on, but there's like this weird thing where everybody's acting out of pocket, saying things that are completely out of left field. And we start with Grant Williams, who might be my least favorite player in the NBA after these comments. I don't know if you saw these. I think they were before, too, to be honest. Like, I think you hated Grant. You have this vendetta against Grant Williams. Yeah, well, you'll understand why when you read what what you had to say on the Duncan Robinson podcast. He said, quote, and he asked him about the Warriors in the finals, and he said, quote, to this day, and I say this confidently, confidently, they are not the better team. They were the more disciplined team. They're disciplined, and championship pedigree is real. So that's what Grant Williams has to say oh. about the finals. Yeah. Not the oh. better team. Not the better team, Discipline guys. doesn't fit into the better equation, though, right? No, no, no. That's not yeah. considered. They're okay. not better. They just, just made their shots. Check. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, the ball just went in more times. The team, the the team isn't better. They just have their their players are just better at basketball. They just yeah. play basketball yeah. more. No, yeah, they're just guys. They're not better. Like how, how many times yeah. do I have to say that confidently? Confidently, like yeah. no. They bro. just score more every game. That's all it is. That's all they're it not is. Better. Yeah. Can I just say, um, I I like to you know occasionally listen to the Bill Simmons podcast, and he's pretty locked in with the Celtics. So, um, I think I think you know when he says something about the Celtics, it's pretty legit. And he was saying, I think. I don't know if he was interviewing Tatum or someone, but they they started talking about Grant Williams and they were saying how, like, it's not a joke. Like, this guy is actually, like, maybe, like, one of the most hated play, Like, not hated, but, like, his teammates are just, like, so, like, fed up and annoyed with him because he just talks so much nonsense all the time. He's the, guys, coach is right. We need to be disciplined type of player. Like... Um, guys, let's make sure we clean up the balls before we leave practice. Like oh. that type of guy. 
and it's starting to sound very believable based on these comments that he's making on on these podcasts. I know he's had some other ludicrous comments as oh, well. Oh, but... I have another one down here, and I could have oh, picked my. like twenty. I saw the whole thread, and I was like, all of this is readable on this show. But this one, I thought was really up there. He said this quote: "Draymond said to me, you want to be like me,' and I was like, how can I want to be like you when I'm better than you right now?'" <laughs> Oh my God! Well, he thought that was such a bar. Too, he did. He, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got him. He's like, the Bang. next Draymond Green? Nah, dude. I'm crafting my own name, yeah. Grant Williams. Yeah. No, you want to be the next Grant Williams, Draymond? Oh, that yeah. sounds like a my career dialogue. <laughs> yeah. No, Grant oh, Williams. God. When I saw him on Miked Up that one time, I was like, this is the most annoying person I've ever seen. Like, yeah. never put this guy on the mic again. The fact that if somebody had him on his podcast is wild. I would not, I'm not listening to that. Well, if anyone would have Grant Williams on their podcast, it'd be Duncan Robinson. Yeah. So there's no surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Best of friends, I'm sure. Second guy wilding out, and we haven't talked about him in a while. It's Dennis Schroeder. And shout out to our boy Scott, our longtime listener. He forwarded this to me. I never would have seen it without him. He absolutely clutched us on this one. And LeBron went in Dennis Schroeder's comments. I didn't know this was possible. And LeBron, I don't know what the post was. I can't lie. But LeBron commented, tough, T-U-F-F, fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. That's what LeBron commented. And then Dennis Schroeder replied back to LeBron and said, at King James, Mike got to run it back. Crown emoji, exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation mark. So, Mike got to run it back because it was so successful the first time. Might want to add the Lakers in there, see what they have to say about that. At Palinka. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's funny. That's like they had a dynasty. They're like, yo. Any way we can link up again, that was sick. 2021 was sick. You remember when we beat the Suns in game three? That was sick. Yeah. Yeah. That was dope. Back. That was dope. Yeah, and then I didn't sign like, like a seventy million dollar contract, and I took the minimum because I didn't <laughs> want to be a Laker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was backing up Kevin Porter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lebr- Lebron's Lebron's kind of walking himself into that though. So m- maybe he actually does want Dennis Schroeder on the team, but don't be commenting on him. And then like maybe he wouldn't have replied back to him directly on Instagram, Dennis Schroeder, but he, he would have shot him a text and been like, yo, like what's good. Like let's yeah. you know, link it up. Like yeah. let's get back. So watch it, LeBron. Like, I know you see me, like you're in my comments saying tough. Like exactly. Like what do you want? Like that means something. Don't go dry when I text. Like I'm right here. Um, third guy wilding out and I, I hate to do this, but big perky. I don't know what the hell this is. He says, "Oh, that was a disaster." He says Anthony Davis is going to win MVP. What well, big perky? What are we? Come on, bro. Like we were just getting to the point where it was like starting to get good with big perky again, and all of a sudden he comes back with AD is going to win MVP. AD plays like twenty games a year, bro. What are, what are we doing? What like, what is he basing that off of? Honestly, <laughs> he's Seriously. a top five if, talent. If I have to keep, if I have to hear again, well, twenty twenty bubble Davis was good. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. It is it is so annoying. I don't know what I think he's just trying to have like a hot take, be a cool guy. But it's a good zag because a lot of people are dumping on AD. But I'm think good reason for dumping on AD because uh, <laughs> Exactly. I don't know. If he if he by like I mean there's no chance, but I mean if AD somehow won MVP That'd by be saying I think we'd have to make the NBA logo perk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just him at the desk. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> like the little chin. No, dude, beat. him. No, dude, him it'd have to crossover. be a silhouette. It'd have to be a silhouette of him doing the layups when they signed him like one day before the NBA finals and he was like 40 years old. You yeah. know, the layups for the report where I think it's like Brian Windhorse is doing a hit and it's just Perk <laughs> running like one mile an hour, like doing layups. <laughs> It's just a silhouette of him setting that screen on nobody, dude. Yeah. He's just like, Ugh. and there's nobody within 10 feet. <laughs> or it's the silhouette of him holding the Eastern Conference Championship trophy when he's all sweaty, when he didn't play a minute. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many options if this actually comes true. So, <laughs> big perky. What a week. Um, two more things quickly for NBA. Kelly Oubre got married. Congratulations to Kelly. Long been one of the most like beautiful men in existence, according to men. I mean, congratulations to Kelly. I got nothing on it. I feel like if somebody were to have an opinion, it would be Owen. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really have a strong opinion. Like, kind of sad to have a like a good-looking guy out the game, you know. Yeah. But good for him. Happy for I him. I don't. I was never in the. He's like unbelievably good looking. And look, I'll I'll definitely like I'll, I'll say it like if a guy's you know up there. But if there's a man missile. Yeah, but like for me, Kelly Oubre just I don't know wasn't. Didn't, he's up didn't there really... for me personally. Me the too. one I never got. You know which one I never get, is uh, Lamelo Ball. To me, he looks so odd. But people who, think he's so. Who's good saying that? That's <laughs> who like the hell's saying Lamelo Ball is hot? Dude, that's a common take. People think he's like a really handsome guy. Like he's like a top five. Like, uh, like looks like attractiveness talent. Come on, yeah, I've never seen it. I never have. Kelly, I do see it though. He's got like the, the coffee brown eyes, like with the lights, lights get. Like he's a good looking dude. <laughs> the yeah. hair, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's nice that we've reached the point of the summer where now we're just rating dudes. Like this, yeah. Is, this is it's come down. We're all like, well, no balls hot. What? Yeah. yeah. This is what it's come down to. Last thing on the NBA, Taylor Horton Tucker went to the Drew League and. He, one of the funniest things I've ever read, uh, 14.6 rebounds, two steals, and shot 38%. He went to the Drew League, and he did exactly what he does for the Lakers, which is just be, like, very shockingly average and, like, have a cool name. That's about it. Did you yeah. did you see the reports, like, the trade reports, where people were, like, um, I think it was maybe for Kyrie or the Lakers were getting themselves in, like, another rumor. Patrick and they Beverly. were, like, yeah, and they were, like, Talonhorn Tucker, like, like will go back the other way. I don't care. Like, I really don't care. People are acting like he's Scotty Barnes. Like, chill out. Like, relax. It's THT. He's not very good. Yeah, I just envision him, like, meeting with the team. They're like, okay, this summer, you're going to Drew League. He's like, oh, but I want to, like, I had this vacation. Like, I was going to go to the Maldives with, like, my family. Like, no. You're going to the Drew League. I need you to shoot like forty percent so we can get you in this package so we can bring back like bring back KD. Like that's the plan. yeah, yeah. Well, Malachi what, what they should have done. What they should have done was put him was that in the him in summer Seattle league. Pro-Ham. Yeah, oh, summer league. Get yeah. back oh. on the grind, buddy. Yeah. yeah, you taking a year off, walking like a vet, dabbing guys up on the sideline. No, let's get back in there. I think I like the crossover pro am idea more. Like, let's just go average your thirty-seven or whatever the league average is, and then all of a sudden he's like in. Like the Lakers are landing. Uh, Lakers are landing Donovan Mitchell, bro. Like it's just yeah. They got THD. You didn't see him in the crossover. Yeah, would have been sick. 
because Alex is leaving us, I was waiting. I was actually hoping to talk about this when he gets traded because like the trade hasn't happened yet, but it's supposed to yeah. happen. Matthew Kuchuk is going to leave the Flames. We all know Alex is feeling about Johnny Gaudreau. If you didn't listen to that one, drop this episode right now and go back because that was an all-timer. But Matthew Kuchuk is going to leave the Flames. Rejected a long-term deal. Alex, I can't imagine. You know, I've heard a little bit of these takes from you over the last couple of days, but I would really like to know how you're holding up over these last... 48 hours here what are your thoughts going into the next week while you're not going to be able to comment yeah well i personally didn't like one once we got eliminated from the playoffs i didn't think that you know the roof was going to cave in this quick but it did um which is a shock i thought there might have been a chance that you know once goudreau did leave you know kachuk would want to sign a long-term contract and kind of be the centerpiece of the team that didn't happen either um and I don't know, man, like, I think it's, it is still part on the organization. I know a lot of people are like, well, what do you want them to do? Like they're walking away from all this money. I'm sure this isn't the first time you've gotten a hunch that like players like this wanted to leave that players like this, you know, weren't super happy with playing in Calgary. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're American guys. Like, obviously they don't really like playing in a Canadian market. I think it would have been the same with, you know, not just Calgary, but really wherever they played. Um, and that's just kind of the reality. I've seen it with, who am I kidding? I haven't really seen it with any other NHL team where you have 200 point guys walk away from you in, in two weeks. I mean, it's pretty embarrassing. I'll say it right now, like it's embarrassing to be a Flames fan. Like it's really embarrassing and, and the stench is going to take a while to to come off. Um, it's, it's poor. It looks bad on the organization. Um, I know Phil and I were texting. You made a comment. How the hell is Trey Living quarterbacking this trade? with Kachuk how does he still have a job and I think what what might really put me over the edge is if this Kachuk trade goes poorly um if we don't get like some really good value back I'm gonna be like like I think I for sure won't watch well not I think I for sure won't watch um the Flames if I'll be done um rumors are that the Flames want a top forward a premium prospect and a first round pick so i don't know i have seen you know some like st louis um trade scenarios where we could get kairu kairu's nasty um they've got some decent prospects as well on a first round pick saw something about jesper bratt um on the devils but at this point i don't really know trey living's the type of guy to do like a one for one like tarasenko for kachuk like let's compete now sign kadri um and I'm at the point where I just want the team to completely tear it down and rebuild. I thought that if Kachuk stayed, like it wouldn't have made sense to completely tear everything down. You just lost Goudreau. You just lost Kachuk, 200 point guys, just rebuild. Like, I think we could just net a lot of value. There's no point in trying to be mediocre for two, three years when anyways, you're going to be shit in, in the next couple of years, just tear it all down now, um, get it over with. And especially with guys like, like you look at Lindholm, He's on an unbelievable contract. He, he's arguably a first-line center on like half of the leagues, uh, half of the teams in the league. Has a really good contract. Has two years, two three years left. Um, that could get you a lot of value instead of you know keeping him for two years and then he only has one year. Markstrom four years left on his contract. Toffoli has two years left on his contract. Um, Backlund has one, I believe, but I still think he could get net you a lot of value. So. I think you got to get this, you know, Kachuk trade figured out. And honestly, man, just rebuild. 
Um, this 2023 draft they're saying is like really loaded. I know the big guys are Bedard and, and Michkov, I think from Russia, but they're saying beyond those guys, like it's a stacked, it's a stacked draft class. So yeah, it's really tough to see. Cause you know, it looked like we were taking a decent step, um, with the new coach. We finally got our goalie. We finally, you know, had a, had a deep team and, um, yeah, two guys leave you like that. It's, it's tough. Like, like I've said, I don't know if I've really ever seen that in sports where two guys just leave you like that. But, um, yeah, I just think we should rebuild. And, yeah, that's my piece. I don't think there's any disagreeing with that. Check cashed. I think that one's good. Owen, you want to lead segments, bud? Yeah. <clears throat> Let's do it. So this week I have a power ranking. As do um, I. Oh, good. Um, and so I was just reading a, a book. And I kind of was thinking about, I was reading, I think it was talking about some of the most important NBA finals. Um, and it mentioned the 2016 NBA finals. And it was talking a bit about some of the consequences of that. And it got me thinking about some of the greatest butterfly effects in sports that we've seen. Let's so go. for I've those of you who aren't aware, the butterfly Let's effect go. is like small actions that have big consequences that, that stem from it. So like, they say, I think the idea is like a butterfly flaps its wings and that causes a tornado across the world, right? That movement of air. Mm-hmm. Not, not a scientist. Let's but, go you know, Wikipedia. <laughs> not a scientist. Yeah, I want to get out in front of that. So uh, yeah, my, I have a, uh, a power ranking of uh, top um, butterfly effects in sports. So I want to start, I'm going to start with a, uh, an honorable mention here. Um, and the first honorable mention I have is <clears throat> the butterfly effect of the, of the bills um, leading to the Kardashian family. Mm. So this is one a lot of people might not be aware of, but I think I bills, know where this is going. You probably know where this is going, but I want to be, yeah. So I'll, I'll walk everybody through it. So the bills in 1970 barely lost the game against the giants by missing a bad pass for a touchdown. Right. So they lost that game that allowed them to get the first overall pick in the draft where they took college star OJ Simpson. Right. Yeah. OJ then lived in Buffalo while he played where he met Nicole. Then, as the story goes, allegedly he killed her. Um, and in his allegedly. defense, right, for this murder. Alleged, allegedly. allegedly. Don't yeah. want to get hit with a lawsuit on this one. Allegedly. <laughs> true, true, Innocent true. till proven guilty. Yeah, poor guy. I mean, he has to live with the trauma every day. He doesn't even want to go back to L.A. because he doesn't want to run into the real killer. <laughs> yeah, people forget. Yeah, living in fear. Yeah, people forget about that. Um, but, yeah, so he lived in Buffalo, right? Met his wife, Nicole. Allegedly killed her. Um, and then in his de- his in the trial for murder, his uh, defense team he hired a lawyer called named Robert Kardashian. Uh, this was like a pretty famous case, well known case, um, and he ended up winning the case, which made was it? the Kardashian. <laughs> it was it was, <laughs> um, and they actually won the case, which made the Kardashian family like pretty famous, famous enough to where Kim was able to get with uh, other famous person Ray J, um, and we kind of know where it went from there. Butterfly effect, butterfly effect, butterfly effect. Kardashians are now the most famous family, maybe in North America. And this is just an honorable so, mention. This is just an honorable mention. Well, right? we're just Love scratching the surface right now. Just scratching the surface. So I'm going to start. Let me see. I have one, Eight. two, three. <laughs> I have, I four have here. 39. <laughs> I have four. I have four. So I'm going to go four through one, right? Number four, I've got the classic, the Drew Bledsoe injury. So we, this is a, anybody that has, you know, ever watched football probably knows this one, but Tom Brady's sixth round pick, uh, pick 199 in 2000s. Uh, he started out as a fourth string quarterback, moved up to second string, and then Drew Bledsoe gets injured in a game. Brady comes in and then just runs with the, takes the reins and runs with him, never relinquishes it. 
and he's still playing today, right? Greatest quarterback, probably the greatest NFL player of all time. So if that never happened, if that injury never happened, who knows? Brady might not have ever came to fruition. So that's number four. Or what if um, what if the Patriots uh-huh. never even drafted him? What if somebody else took him? What if he went to the Jags? It's true. It's true. Like there's like an infinite amount of what ifs. But that's like <laughs> the one that you can really see. It's really easy to see because it's like it's not something that normally happens, right? And, and it, like a freak injury like that where he's going out of bounds and he gets hit. Maybe it, maybe it does happen quite a bit, but, you know, it's still kind of crazy. Not anymore, yeah. at least. So that's number four. Number three, I've got the NBA vetoed Chris Paul trade. So this was a bit before my time, but I want to break you guys, break it down for the uh, the listeners here. So I think it was 2011. Chris Paul played for the Hornets, and he wanted to go. And the, the team orchestrated a three-team trade between the Houston Rockets, the L.A. Lakers, and the New Orleans Hornets for him to go to the uh, to the Lakers to be paired with Kobe Bryant. Um, this trade ultimately got vetoed by David Stern, so it never happened, and had a bunch of consequences. I'm going to read a few of them to you guys here. So the first one was that because as a result of this, Houston – so let's say it does happen, right? Let's say the Chris Paul trade does go through. Houston no longer has the assets that they need to trade for James Harden, so James Harden likely stays with OKC. Who knows how many championships they win, right? Mm-hmm. New Orleans also is good enough to win uh, because they retain a lot of their assets. They're good enough to probably win enough games to where AD doesn't go to them. So AD goes to a different team. The Lakers no longer able to put a package together for Steve Nash, which means he probably goes to a second choice, which was the Toronto Raptors, which means the Raptors never get Kyle Lowry and Steve Nash becomes a Raptor, finishes his career likely out there. We see obviously no Lob City. Who knows if Doc even goes to LA. Maybe he goes to Lakers, maybe he stays in Boston. Maybe there's no trade for the Brooklyn Nets trade for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Maybe no Brad Stevens in Boston. Get the Josh Smith game. Yeah. <laughs> Get the great Rockets. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So just crazy. And it like probably changed the course of, N- of NBA history pretty drastically. Of course, yeah. 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 Well, what happened there was the league was owning the Hornets. And they made the trade. And they were like, nice. Like, we made the trade. And then the public perception was so bad that David Stern was like, Okay, never mind. We gotta cancel the trade. Like, like people are hating <laughs> on us. We gotta cancel the trade. It was an all-time yeah. villain move. But I remember being ten at the time, and I was just like, get. That was like the early days, you know. Like I was just like scratching the surface on getting into it. And I remember like trying to like conjure an opinion about it, but I couldn't really like do that. But you know, that was a big one. I don't think honestly, we know Chris Paul, we know Kobe Bryant. I don't think putting them together would have worked. I'll be quite honest with you. Agreed. Yeah, I agree with you. This might be a little bit less known. I know that some of those ones probably you guys were already aware of. This is a little bit less known, right? This has to do with John Lynch, current GM of the 49ers, uh, former NFL player, right? So in 2005, he played, was playing for the Broncos and he sacked Drew Brees while he was playing for the Chargers. Um, this actually badly injured Drew Brees' shoulder, which meant that he received less money from San Francisco or from San Diego. Or he was offered less money from San Diego in the offseason and decided to seek um other look at other offers from other teams um at this time nick saban was actually coaching the dolphins and the dolphins were in need of a quarterback so they looked at and at the time they were looking at either drew Brees or dante culpepper uh nick saban decided given the injury that it wasn't worth the wasn't worth it to sign drew Brees, that it was too risky and so they signed decided to sign dante culpepper Brees then obviously went on to play for the saints and after a uh after a terrible their first year he ended up winning the 10 games the next year uh, and went on to play in the NFC championship. 
Meanwhile, the Dolphins, led by Dante Culpepper, were really, really bad. They went to they won six games, and then Saban ended up leaving Miami to take his talents to Alabama. So this one sack, this one hit, I guess not sack, but this one hit by John Lynch ended up resulting in the Nick Saban Alabama dynasty, which was I thought was pretty damn, damn, yes. damn, that's a, that's a butterfly. I I actually I actually had a Dante Culpepper Dolphins jersey as a kid. Picked it up at a secondhand <laughs> store. Fun fact, it was sick. <laughs> what happened to it? You still have it anymore? So small, and I I gave it. Shout out Kieran, maybe he's listening. I gave it to him, and he ripped it. So. Okay. All right. And then the last one I have, number one, is the Cavs come back from three one to beat the Warriors. I think this is like pretty safe for at least our generation of sports fans. It's probably a pretty safe number one choice because this changed everything. Um, Obviously, for those who uh, aren't aware, the Warriors and the Cavs played in 2016. Warriors were up 3-1. Cavs ended up coming back. LeBron wins his championship. He brings the championship back to Cleveland, right? So this had a bunch of effects. First of all, like, cemented LeBron's legacy. Or didn't cement it, but improved his legacy from, like, a choker and a perennial playoff loser, like, championship loser to somebody who was actually, like, competitive with, with Michael Jordan in terms of championships and, and winning in playoffs and all that, right? So improved his legacy. It also, people forget, this was the year that the Cat, that the Warriors won 73 games. So they ended up not having a historic season. And I think maybe the most important thing is because the Cavs won this series, it meant that KD, who had lost to the Cavs in this previous series in the Western Conference Finals, went to the, went to the, the Warriors, and then they ended up winning two championships after that, which he said after the fact, if the Warriors had won that finals, he wouldn't have signed. So mm. it basically changed the next like three or four years of basketball and created one of the helped create one of the greatest dynasties we've seen. Then maybe Kevin Durant would have gone to the Spurs because the Spurs right. got a meeting with him that year. And I remember being at home, like Alex was texting me. I was like, we're, we're actually getting Kevin Durant tomorrow. Like be ready. Yeah. <laughs> like the news is about to be broken. We're going Duncan to Durant. And then it uh, didn't happen. It's off. But no, that is probably the number one. I mean, I'll remember where I was watching those games for like the rest of my life. That was the best series I've ever seen. Yeah, no, that was sick. Because I've been waiting for one of those butterfly effects. Those are always good, so very interesting. Um, I'm introducing a new segment, and I'm calling it the Flag on the Play Film Collection. Um, I think that all of us um, catch pretty good movies once in a while, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we've got to bring those movies to light, right? Because we don't really talk about them too much and i feel like we need to have kind of like a review segment um and bring up good movies that we've been watching especially since i'm a big movie head um and i watched a really good one yesterday um so i'm adding it as our first ever um introduction into the flag on the play movie collection nice nice i'm down the sound sound of metal okay um it's directed yes have you watched this owen i know what it's about Oh man, I've heard of it. Uh, directed by Darius Martyr. Never heard of this guy. Um, really never seen <laughs> any of the actors Ruder? before. Never heard of the director before. But uh, Amazon, Amazon um, helped make the movie. I guess they they sent it out. Um, un- unbelievable movie. I was really impressed. I texted Phil right after I watched it. Um, gave it a eight point seven out of ten score. Um, and it's a really good movie. So basically what it's about is there's this guy, his name is Ruben. Um, he and his girlfriend are like this, they're in this band, right? It's just them two. And they go around touring in the U S they go to these like grimy little clubs and they just like 
do like heavy metal music and he's a drummer and she uh, plays guitar and sings and it's like hardcore hardcore metal as you can probably you know tell sound of metal um and anyways let's go ruben just out of nowhere loses his hearing just loses his hearing right um suddenly due to all of the exposure to loud music over over time goes to a doctor tell he's your hearing is rapidly deteriorating and like we don't really have too much that we can do for you um he does give him like an idea that he could do this surgery but the surgery costs like 80 grand um so the movie kind of unravels from there i don't want to give too much away but it's not a super intense movie it's not one that you're gonna you know be sitting on the edge of your seat for um but i thought it was a really well-crafted movie the ending is like so satisfying um i really liked it i thought it sent a really good message um at the end so i just had to had to show some love to this movie so any of our listeners that are um looking for a good one um sound of metal is is definitely one you should you should give a watch it's it, it's really going to be worth your time it's got the same guy that's in nightcrawler have you seen that movie oh that because yeah, i yeah. knew he was familiar from somewhere yeah. dude i remember he was his assistant jake Gyllenhaal's yeah, yeah, assistant right the guy who dies yeah yeah, yeah no he's sick in this oh movie. nice he's really good he just dies yeah yeah edit that out bleep that out i will i'll cut it out i'll okay. cut it out okay, okay he's really good in this movie so yeah he's huh. sick nightcrawler alex i've also... heard great things about this movie yeah it is really good you should watch his name is uh reese ahmed he's really yes. good i'm gonna watch it i'm adding this to my list as well if alex approves of the movie it's usually pretty good he's got a good it's track awesome. record with this stuff i give him a lot of credit so that's good he's also he also mentioned he's now collecting blu-rays of his favorite movies ever yes Yes, oh, physical media collection now. So nice. Let's go. Good for you, man. That's respect. All right, my segment, Adam. Did you actually have one? Do you want to say something to the people? You've been lying dormant there. I'm worried about you. I'm good. Um, I won't be watching the movie. You're not watching the movie. Why? I just, I just won't. I don't really have a reason. I just, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I'm gonna watch it and I'll watch it. So I'll just admit that I probably won't. Let's oh, go, Adam. Yeah. Let's just, go. Just, are wondering. Yeah. Adam, do you have anything to say? Nah, not really. Just like, fuck the movie. Like, I ain't watching that shit. All right. All right. My segment, I'll do it quick. Uh, this week, we saw an absolutely pathetic sports franchise flex their muscle of pathetic. And that is, of course, the Atlanta Falcons, who signed Eddie Goldman on July 6th. And the fans were excited. I actually saw some people saying Eddie Goldman and Grady Jarrett could make a big pair and the run stop could make a difference. Uh, he lasted 13 days. He retired uh, July 19th. Oh. So he couldn't make it two weeks with the Falcons before he decided football wasn't for him anymore. Um, this inspired me to do a, a ranking of the top five most pathetic NFL franchises. And I got the Falcons in at number five. And, I mean, the joke's right, 28 to 3. Like, obviously, you know, they kind of write themselves. They never won anything. There was the time they got fined because they pumped too much crowd noise over the speakers mm. because they couldn't sell out the games. That was a classic. Their owner looks like he, like, murders puppies on the sideline, and he always comes down. <laughs> and whenever he gets down there, it's like a death wish to the whole team. So the Falcons are at number five. I actually, like, I respect their fans. Their fans actually go hard for the Falcons. You got to give them some credit for that. I wish they would succeed more. But like wasting Julio Jones's prime, Roddy White was sick too. People forget Roddy White. 
I mean, I, I'm. It's tough. The Falcons have to be on a pathetic list. They have gradient jerseys. Horrible. It's another one. It's tough. Can I mean they're? Yeah, it's even, hold on with the gradients. I know I've talked a lot about this, but it's worse <laughs> because they have such nice classics. Like just use the classics. Their classics are beautiful, I and know. they mm-hmm. choose to wear the worst jerseys they possibly could. It's so bad. I agree. And, and their players can't even do a hundred dollar parlays without getting caught. So I mean, it's just sad. <laughs> Number four, I got the Cowboys. I would have put them higher up because of like the pure media coverage that goes into yeah. winning three playoff games in twenty five years. It's pretty sad, <laughs> but at the same time, there is like a backbone of success there. There's like a standard a little bit. I mean, it's the Cowboys. The Cowboys are kind of a joke, yeah. but they do have like a kind of a something to fall back on all the time. You know. Yeah five Super Bowl rings. They can't be that pathetic, but the jokes write themselves. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Adam, do you want to defend your team here? Like, I don't know what's pathetic about being the like most valuable franchise, but that's okay. Well, it's so just the joke. Yeah. Forbes yeah. says we're the best. <laughs> yeah. So, whatever. Most valuable franchise. <laughs> okay. Just come back next year. It's okay. Come back next year. No, you're like, you're, you're like, <laughs> You're like the Maple Leafs, dude. Like that's why you're like a. Like yeah, a, that's why. It's like, yeah. I, I think the fans play into it a lot, actually. Yes. Because yeah. look, we just asked Adam defend the Cowboys, and he said, "Well, we're most most valuable." Yeah. Well, he's most, he's ranking. You can't argue with that. He's ranking like, if they're pathetic. I don't think like being the most popular, like having a uh-huh. good track record of success, yeah. obviously being valuable makes you pathetic. No, totally. It's like in the in the NBA, nobody makes fun of the Knicks. They're not pathetic at all because they're so valuable. <laughs> They're just like one of the most valuable franchises. Yeah. Okay. You can't yeah. make fun no. of Elon Musk, dude. He's rich. Yeah. It just <laughs> is what it is. I'm just sunk down in his chair. It's most like valuable. you melted. <laughs> There's so many things you can defend the Cowboys on. And most valuable franchise would have been low low on my list, personally. Respect to go into it, though. That was fresh. Yeah. And then he, then I liked how he followed up with comeback next year. Like, I, I will. <laughs> Zeke weighs more than Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Um, number three, and the top three could go in any order. It's really hard to pick it out. But number three, I got the Jets. And I understand there's people who would have had them at number one. They haven't won their division since 2002. They had one winning season in the last 10 years. I understand that. When they're bad, it's so bad because of the fans and the media that they have to go above the Cowboys because they're not like consistently better than them at all. But... They're, like even they're, although their success is minimal, when it's there, it's kind of electric. So I have to have the back Jets. Back to back AFC champions. Yeah, people forget that. <laughs> I have to have them at three. They are a joke, but like even when they're good, it's electric. I got to give them the credit for that. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And and once again, like I think the fans really contribute to that and stop them from being the most pathetic franchise. Because like you said, I, I am. I think I was still kind of too young for when the Jets were good. Wasn't really that into football, but I'm still waiting to live through like a, a Jets domination, which, you know, my might not ever be able to see that, but uh, it'd be nice if they'd be good. It would be. Owen would be like yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's, we, I mean, we haven't had a franchise quarterback in a long time, so we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's we still looking for we, one, hey? Yeah. No, no, no. We found him. Oh, you found yeah, him. He's, oh, okay. he's a dog. He okay. does have the dog in him. Yeah. Two and one, I mean, we know who they are. It's just a matter yes, of how you do. rank them. I'm putting the Lions at two, and uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. They've won their division three times since 1958. They never really do anything. 
Like, it's, they're kind of just always there at the bottom. They're so pathetic that I pity them. That's why they're at two. I like, nobody, you have to have, you have to be a cruel, cruel person to cheer against the Lions. That's why they're at two. It's like everybody kind of wants to see them succeed. Nobody's like yeah. a, like a sadist, like cheering against these guys. Like, that would just be cruel and unusual. So, I have them at two. But they are pathetic. A, they are the definition of pathetic. Your textbook. They are very pathetic. They haven't won a playoff game in, like, what, 50 years? 50, 60 years? Something like that. That is so tough. Uh, one of the greatest players of all time. Never Two. did anything with him. Two. Barry Sanders and Calvin. That's right. Two. Two. Yeah, literally. literally. <laughs> Arguably the best running back and best wide receiver of, like, all time. Um, and never did anything with them. But, um, but yeah, the Lions, I don't. Like, I don't know, maybe, like, the Bears, Packers, and Vikings hate them a lot. But I feel like the rest of the league, like, wh- why would you hate the Lions so much? Like, what's there to hate about? You can't. Like, they're like, yeah. just like a puppy. Yeah, it's yeah. like a puppy, man. Come on, leave them alone. Like, we all want them to succeed. Wow. Yeah, you must be – nothing screams pathetic quite like having two all-time great players just decide – yeah, I'm 33. Like, I can make another $100 million. Let me hang him up. Like, yeah. I'm done. Like, I'm good. I'm literally finished. I would rather, <laughs> yeah. like, sit on my couch than play another down for yeah. you. Yeah. It's like it says I'm 33 years old, but I really yeah. feel like I'm 63 because those like, 10 yeah. years just added my years to my like life. 80 years old. Yeah. 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 I got the Fred Van Vliet pulled porks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Adam, what, you, what were you going to say? You, you don't like the Lions? Well, I mean – they kind of suck, and their fans are kind of annoying. So, I mean, heat. Yeah, and I was gonna say he was like twenty nine when he retired, not even thirty three. <laughs> Worse, like he wasn't he wasn't touching thirty yet. So, oof. Yeah. Which ones, Calvin? Yeah. Um, number one, Cleveland Browns. I I put them at number one, pathetic, and I would have had them at two if you asked me like six months ago. But the Deshaun Watson thing makes it like hateable. Like, that's what puts them over the top. They're now hateable, pathetic. Which, beforehand, they were... Like, the Hugh Jackson Browns were, like, so pathetic that it was hilarious. Like, I was cheering for them, and they were in my division. That's how pathetic they were. But now it's hateable, pathetic. So they have to be number one for me. I don't know anybody who's going to be cheering for them this year or the next couple years. Like, everybody, front, down, the whole thing is disgusting. So they are number one. The NFL, sneaky a lot of pathetic. Like I didn't even get into the Jags, the Texans, the Vikings, the the Chargers, Titans. the Titans. Dude, who am I forgetting here? I know there's more. The Bears could have been in there. Washington. How's Washington not pathetic? Come on. Giants. Giants. They had two Super Bowls in my life. Yeah, I guess. That keeps them out. But anyway. Yeah. Well, that was long. That was good. Respect. Oh, yeah. Respect. Oh, yeah. Respect, respect. The Browns are just, if I could just add final, anytime Budweiser or Bud Light, I guess. I don't know. I keep forgetting which one it is. Tells you at the beginning of the season, however many wins you get, we're unlocking fridges full of beer for everybody to drink, and you end up unlocking one. I think that automatically launches you into a most pathetic (laughs) franchise. So that's just one that sticks with me. That was just the dumbest thing ever. And they beat the Jets. Remember, I think it was like when they beat the Jets, everyone Thursday was like, night Whoa. football. Thursday night football. I think it was Baker versus um, Darnold. Yes. And they were like NFL, <laughs> watch out. More of this to come. Yeah. More. And now they're both just on the Panthers. 
<laughs> what a story. What a story. <laughs> Budweiser got to get in there and sponsor, dude. That's mm-hmm. what must be done. Man. No. Tens for me today. Tens. Yeah, tens Absolutely. all around, baby. Yeah. Adam, what up? How you doing, buddy? You're literally completely in the dark. All yeah, I, see I didn't is know the... if he left or is still there. What's up? Yeah. What's up? You have anything you want to say to the people before you go? Give them a little weekend message? Uh, No, not really. Just um, I'm excited for Tony, or I guess unnamed guest, to be here. <laughs> you can bleep that out. It's not getting bleeped. But if you made it this far, you got it spoiled for you who's yeah, coming on is. Sunday. Yeah. Anyway. Owen, what do you want to say? Anything? 10 out of 10. No, good. I loved it. Loved 10. it. Felt like almost like an After Dark episode type. It did. It did. Yeah. There's yeah. something about the zooms where like it just it's I don't casual. know. It is very casual. It's also 11 p.m. So yeah, it is it after kind dark. of is after dark. That's right. Yeah. Adam's been spitting facts. He yeah. has. I've had a good Lines show. are kind of bad. He said that. That was a fact. <laughs> Cowboys <laughs> are the most valuable franchise. <laughs> yeah, and Cowboys are the most valuable. And it's 11 p.m. right now. Yeah, check the Forbes <laughs> list and check the clock. Yes. Uh huh. Sick episode from Adam, dude. I actually enjoyed his contributions. Me too. He Me came too. out the gates hot. I think he likes the online ones. I think he does. It's he's kinda, a little bit more vocal. It is. It's like he's like something about the Xbox Live mic. You put it on his head. He's just in his element. It is. <laughs> well, his correctness anymore. His correctness percentage was higher than everybody's today. That's for sure. Yeah. Like all the facts. <laughs> okay, Alex. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> And I, wait, I wasn't sure. Are you gonna watch the movie that Adam, that Alex recommended, or no? Do you want to like make a final declaration on that? Or? That was incredible. Alex does five minutes about a movie, it, yeah. and then Adam cuts in no, no. and goes, "Yeah, I'm never gonna mean? watch that." Whoa. <laughs> what do you mean, Adam cuts in and says, "You stop the whole segment to ask me"? Like yeah, I you were quiet. I was worried about you. I wanted you to chip in. Yeah. I wasn't going to say anything. Don't say I cut in. You forced me to spit that take. Oh, okay. I was just going to be respectful. Yeah. All right. Let's go. That's good. Well, have a good vacation, Alex. I'm, I'm think we'll miss you over these next two. Uh, yeah, it's looking like it, but, uh, gonna bet on any... what? it's looking like it. It's looking... I said, we're going to miss you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking like maybe the Thursday, but I think, we're coming back Friday, so yeah, no. Oh, okay, yeah, no, yeah. don't don't sweat it, dude. Like, I go on vacation. Oh no, yeah, I know you boys will will lock it down. I'll let you boys know how it goes. Yeah, podcast right. still going, still yes. going. I'm trying still to make going. it longest one ever. I think the longest one ever was like two o seven or something, though. Ooh, do you know which one we, it was? It I was. We don't try that. It was the one with the uh, the bracket where we did. Uh, everybody brought their own quadrant of the bracket. Oh yeah. And Russell Wilson got traded and Aaron Rodgers got extended. That was a tough one. (laughs) Yeah. No. Anyway. All right. Well, on the show. All right. Bye, people. It was fun. See you, boys. That was a good episode. That was good. Peace.